This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Oh boy! Oh boy! Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Do we have a show for you today? I was going to do a special edition last night, but uh, candidly speaking, folks, I did not want to take away from today's show because I was busy digging through the report trying to bring you the information. It is not a nothing burger. Please. I got your emails. People are furious. It is not a nothing burger. (laughs) It's not a nothing burger. Producer Joe, how are you today? It's a tradition. I'm doing well. It's not a nothing burger. There you go. It is not a nothing yeah. burger, the IG report. Please stop parroting that. Li- I, don't, I don't know what report you're reading. Uh, listen, I'm not here to like, rip on my own audience. I love you to death. Yeah. But I got uh, probably 40, 50 emails, people furious about the report. This is a big nothing burger. I'm like, did you read it? Did you read them? I'm going to go through today. One, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine, ten monster takeaways from that report. Now, I get it. Some of you are going to say, well, nothing's happened. Right. Of course nothing's happened. Horowitz is an investigator. He's not a prosecutor. He can do nothing more. That's right. All he can do, I laid this out for you during yesterday's show, as an investigator, an agent of the government, not a prosecutor or a lawyer, all he can do, a lawyer for the government, that is, all he can do is lay out a set of investigative facts, which is exactly what he did. If Huber, Sessions, Rosenstein, and the crew over at DOJ does anything with them, yes, you're right, it's an open question. But I don't, people losing their minds yesterday over the report, I, I don't know what report you read. This thing was full of... Tier one bombshells. Okay. Uh, today's show brought to you by, I'm going to get to this in a second. I got a lot. To, to, don't go anywhere today. Um, today's show brought to you by buddies at iTarget. The iTarget Pro system is the best system out there, in my opinion, to increase your proficiency with a firearm, which if you're going to own a firearm is a necessity. Obviously, safety first, proficiency uh, as well. You need to understand how to use it. God forbid you're involved in a self-defense situation where you need to use that firearm. Uh, you're going to have to hit what you're firing at if you decide you need to engage to save your life or the life of another. Now... It's important, folks. Uh, the range is important. We want to get to the range. You want to practice live fire, but that's hard. You have to clean the gun. You have to get there to the range. You have to find the range. You have to buy the ammunition. It's tough. One of the best ways to increase your proficiency with the firearm from your own uh, safety and security of your own home is using the iTarget Pro system. Now, what is that? The iTarget Pro system is a laser round they will send you that comes with a target. That laser round you will insert and drop into a safely unloaded weapon. Check it. Check it twice, check it three, four, five times and make sure it is safely unloaded. You will drop that laser round in there. And when you depress the trigger on that safely unloaded weapon, that laser round in the firearm you have now, you don't have to make any manipulations, like going to damage your gun or anything like that. That laser round will emit a laser. 
And now you can see with the target they send you exactly where the round would have gone. You can see what that picture would have looked like. With regular dry firing, where you just fire a safely unloaded uh, gun, well, you know, fire is nothing to fire, where you depress the trigger on a safely unloaded gun, you have no idea where the rounds uh, would have gone. None. This is a great system. I have people who send me pictures because it works with a phone app. So you see where the rounds are. You see what your groupings would have looked like. Go check it out. And you'll see people on a Monday. Yeah, they're scattered all over the place. By Friday, they're shooting these tight groups with the iTarget Pro system. The website is itargetpro.com. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com. Here's the promo code. We all like to save money. Promo code Dan for 10% off. That's Dan for 10% off. Okay. First big takeaway from the report, digging right in. This has clearly, clearly, the IG report yesterday laid the groundwork for the the, uh, Department of Justice appointee, Huber, who is looking into the circumstances surrounding the Russia probe, Spygate, other things. This is an appointee by Jeff Sessions who is outside of the beltway. A government lawyer who, folks, this is important. Someone wanted me to make a shirt that said that, Joe. This is important. <laughs> Huber can file charges. The FBI, Horowitz, they can't do that. All they can do is prevent, uh, present excuse me, a, a set of investigative facts to a prosecutor. Huber is a lawyer for the government, appointed by Sessions DOJ. This thing tees up the background of Spygate and the investigation into Spygate. How? This, it, it, there's a lot of takeaways, but to me, this is critical takeaway number one. Everybody's out there saying, oh, man, this is terrible. It said no political bias. That's not what it said. Did you read the report? That's not what the report said. That is not at all what it said. I will read to you specific quotes. That's not what it said. But before I even get to that, mm-hmm. this it did indicate there was significant political bias. That indication of political bias plays right into Huber's hands. Huber's looking at all of the circumstances surrounding the spying on the Trump team, the Russia probe, and this. Huber has the ability for the, from the DOJ to prosecute. Here is a quote from the piece, folks. Stroke, Peter Stroke, talking about the FBI agent who was deeply involved in the Clinton investigation and the Trump uh, Mueller probe before he was fired by Bob Mueller for his texts. Stroke's decision to prioritize the Russia investigation, Joe, Mm -hmm. over following up on the Clinton probe. In other words, they were really hot on Trump Russia, but really cool on the Clinton probe. So his decision to do that led us, this is their talk, this is from the report, led us to conclude that we didn't have confidence that Stroke's decision was free from bias. <laughs> what what report did you read? Uh, uh, folks, I'm not trying to be a wise guy, mm-hmm. a smart aleck here. I'm just, I got so many emails from people that I swear must have only read the executive summary and not actually read through the report. Now... I'm never going to smoke you up. I did not get through this 530 plus pages. I got through significant swaths of it. I still have more good portions of it. But the portions I got through are absolutely damning. I don't know what report you read. Stroke's decision. They cannot determine it was free from bias. Uh, hat, uh, hat tip, tee, uh, tee up uh, John Huber. 
Meaning, hey, we're looking at political bias and strokes strokes decision to focus on Russia over the Clinton probe. Mm. Guys, ladies, I'm sorry. I'm not someone. Um, I, I follow Twitter. Um, we do some micro targeting on Twitter and given it the show's name is Dan Bongino. My last name comes up a lot. So if you tweet about my last name, I typically see it. I'm not like stalking you on Twitter. It's a marketing thing we do <laughs> um, with an eponymously named show. So it's not uncommon. It's just, you know, people are like, wow, how did he see that tweet? That Because we micro target our own name. That's why. But someone wrote on Twitter. Wow. I don't know how Bongino's going to spin this. Spin what? Spin what? I have no desire to spin anything to you. I just read the report. I just quoted the actual report. An, an official government investigation into the actions of the FBI and the DOJ determined that the prioritization of the Russia probe over the Clinton probe, they cannot determine it was free from bias. In other words, wink, wink, nod, nod mm-hmm. to the actual prosecutor. We may have a problem here. What did you want him to write in there? What else? Now, liberals, of course, spun this up, Joe, and said, well, the report said there was no political bias. I'm going to get to that part in a second, talking about the Clinton probe. That's not even what it said there. And I don't know what happened, but conservatives lapped it up right away. Oh, what a bust. No political bias. That's not what it says. My gosh. Okay, so number one, big takeaway. Huber is now teed up to look into potential obstruction of justice charges, obstruction of justice um, at a minimum administrative charges by the FBI, termination from their jobs, potentially losing their pensions, because he says in the report, he doesn't even hint about it, that prioritizing the Russia probe over the Clinton probe, they can't determine it was free from bias. That's already in the report. That's huge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Secondly, another before I get to the big takeaways, well, because that, that to me is the big 30,000 foot big, that he has now teed up Huber to look into some dramatic and disturbing allegations of political bias in the FBI with regard to prioritizing the Russia probe. Number two, they didn't say there was no political bias in the Clinton probe. He said there was no direct evidence connecting their poor decisions to political bias. Folks, that's not me playing overly lawyerly Dan Bongino and trying to word dance to protect him. I have no desire to do that at all. I just filleted Rod Rosenstein the other day on the show. Some guy said, oh, he sent me an email. Man, Dan, your sources were wrong. They were actually 100% correct. It did not say, read page 398 of the report. At no point does it say there was no political bias in the Clinton investigation. Nowhere. Here's what it actually says, Joe. All right. The report, I can see you're interested because I know you're, you've probably gotten, uh, Joe's in morning radio, yeah. and you've probably heard all the political spin too. All and these conservatives are sucking up all the liberal stuff. Oh, no political bias. This is, a, this is a nothing burger. It's not a nothing burger. The liberals' brains are nothing burgers. When they're talking about in the report on page 398, Text messages between FBI agents involved in the Clinton probe. Mm -hmm. This is a direct quote from the report. The second category of text messages that combined expressions of political sentiments with a discussion of the mid-year exam investigation, the investigation into Hillary. 
potentially indicating or cre- potentially indicated or created the appearance that investigative decisions were impacted by bias or improper considerations. This, <laughs> I, just read page 398. It's right there. All they said in the executive summary and otherwise, is there is no, meaning, Joe, there's not a text out there that says, because I voted for Hillary Clinton, I'm scrapping this investigation. You, you, <laughs> do you yeah. see the distinction? Yeah. yeah. No one is going to swear in front of a judge mm. that there is a paper trail of emails that directly say, because I love and adore Hillary Clinton, I'm dropping this case. That does not mean there was no political bias. He says clear as day that the the texts in the case, Joe, I'm right. going to read this last part again. Mm-hmm. The IG himself, page 398. The texts in the case where they expressed their political views, these FBI agents against Trump and pro-Clinton, indicated or created the appearance that investigative decisions were impacted by bias or improper considerations. Guys, ladies, I love you to death. But I'm not talking, I'm not really, I, I know a lot of you, the whole purpose of this show is because you have lives. This is what I get paid to do. A lot of you are working really hard. You got soccer games. You got work to go to. I get it. You don't have time to read a 530-page report. I'm just begging you, because I love you to death, to please do not accept the liberal spin on this. This is a nothing burger. It is. The guy says on this page right here that clearly there is a there that there is potentially indicates or creates the appearance that these decisions were motivated by bias or improper considerations. Because he doesn't have an email that exactly says that, he's you understand how he has to be, Joe, he, this guy's an investigator for the United States government working on an investigation into very serious allegations. Yeah. He can't just make stuff up. He has to present it in a fair and unbiased manner, or what's going to happen is exactly what happened with Benghazi and Fast and Furious and everything else. The Democrats are going to go, oh, this is all nonsense, and it's all going to go away. You know, there's nothing I'd like more for him to come out and say there's conclusive evidence of direct political impact on this decision on this day. He doesn't have that. These people covered their tracks. But he does not say anywhere in the report political bias had nothing to do with it. He simply says there is no direct, basically, paper trail. That doesn't say it didn't exist. He says it himself. This is a critical takeaway. Critical. Thanks. That's point number two. All right, I'm going to go on here. Takeaway number three. This is a... This is a damning point. If you read the report, you'll note in the report, Joe, that there are a number of critical players we know were involved in the Spygate scandal and the Hillary email investigation scandal whose names are either conveniently missing or dramatically, their role is dramatically minimized in this report. Now, Joe. Yes. I'm going to set you up again, ask you a question, and I know you're going to get the right answer. No, right there. 
If I'm using someone as a witness in a case, Joe, let's say you were robbed and someone saw it, but they're afraid for their lives and they're like, all right, I'll testify. I saw the guy rob Joe, but he's a really mean guy. Um, and I don't want my name exposed in this or my role in it because I don't want the guy to come after me. Right. Do you think it would be a good idea for me to expose that guy's name in a public court document? Not real good, Dan. Not really. Okay, yeah. right. So you're not a criminal investigator, nah, correct? You no, never have been. Never but have. you figured that out pretty simply, right? Mm, pretty quick. It's probably yeah. a good idea to call that guy, uh, you know, uh, the uh, cooperating witness or something like that and not use his name. Yeah. What I find interesting about this case is the name Bruce Orr and Bill Prystep are either severely minimized their role in contrast to what we know they did or missing altogether in certain parts. What am I telling you? That maybe because it's a public report, Joe, there are certain pieces of information the IG didn't put out there. Just maybe. It's a public report. There is going to be briefings. Closed door, open door. There's going to be briefings with Huber, the prosecutor for the government on this. Maybe people are cooperating in this. If you're reading the report, you've been listening to the show. Many of you probably caught this already. Well, someone emailed me, as a matter of fact. This is what actually, because I had so many takeaways, Joe, in the interest of time, I had to pare down what I thought was the most important for your news day. Mm Mm-hmm. Someone emailed me about this this morning. I'm like, I better put that in there. Where's Bruce Orr? But they emailed me like, this is a crap report. Bruce Orr is not even in it in any significant way. And I looked over at my wife and I'm like, there's a reason. Folks, please trust me on that one. Bruce Orr didn't magically disappear. Price Step didn't magically disappear. Okay. Okay. Gabiche? Gabiche. Gabiche. Okay. Finally. Not finally. Finally. Um, not not fi- finally. <laughs> you know? Not finally. And then, no, and then. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. The report, folks. Some of you have emailed me and said, oh, my gosh, where's all the recommendations for the prosecution of Hillary Clinton? Oh, nothing's going to happen. Everybody's getting away with everything. Listen, fair enough. I can't, and I'm not willing to put my credibility on the line, can't attest to you that people in the Hillary team, that people in the Hillary team who were deeply embedded in this scandalous exchange of classified information over a private email system are going to do jail time. I can't. I'm not, I'm I'm as upset about that as anyone. I've been clear on that from the start. I'm also not going to say to you that they're not going to be legal consequences either. I'm simply suggesting to you that relying on this report, this is Joe, Joe, you got to f- track me on this one. All right. Relying on this report for that is 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 wrong. This was not an investigation into Hillary's email, folks. The Inspector General report was about the actions of the DOJ and the FBI and their investigative role, and it's damning on every front. Comey, McCabe, Stroke, everywhere. This is not about the Hillary email investigation. It's This is not an insignificant point. It's about the DOJ's actions on those cases. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It is not a, oh, let's reopen the Hillary investigation and give it to the IG. That's not what this guy was charged with doing. He was charged with evaluating the role of the DOJ in it. And on nearly every single front, he just crushes them. 
I, I, is that even is that confusing, Joe? Are you no. picking up what I'm putting yeah, down? Yeah, I'm picking up on it, but at the same time, I'm thinking about the way that this report's been reported on by the uh, mainstream. Uh, it, well, it's for a reason. They want you to believe it's a nothing burger, so it all goes away. Well, I'm hearing something different right now that I haven't heard since the thing has been out. I have never, and I didn't think to look at it this way, Dan. Please go I mean? to the show notes today. I've got so many good articles, so many gems in there today, mm. but there's one from Brooke Sigmund at Fox News. Five FBI employees have been recommended for an investigation, potential administrative, maybe criminal charges. Five. Five more. Now, again, I'm not suggesting to you this has been handled wonderfully. We should all... The whole purpose of the show is to keep the heat on the DOJ to do the right thing here. Right. But again, suggesting that this was supposed to be an investigation into Hillary, that is absolutely not what this was. This was a report on the DOJ and the FBI. And as of yesterday, we have five more employees in the FBI accused of malfeasance. Five more recommended for investigation. Totally left out of the coverage. People are acting like the FBI got off scot-free. Not even. Are you, what report did you read? Moving on. I'm I'm having a tough time grading the level of the importance of the takeaways. I mean, the number one for me is that Huber's teed up perfectly now for Spygate. But these secondary takeaways are all like equally great. Ladies and gentlemen, Comey's done. And not only is Comey done, so is the obstruction case against Trump for firing Comey. It's finished. That case is over. Did you read the report yesterday about Comey? Oh, it was a nothing burger. Really? Let me just go through on the Comey nuggets alone, what we found out. Oh, so Jim Comey had a personal email? Whoa. Whoa. You knew that, folks? I didn't. I didn't. I've got some good sourcing. to see. I had never heard that before. Jim Comey was using personal email for government business. Now, fair analysis on this. It does not allege he exchanged classified information. Doesn't matter to me. It would make the crime only more grave. You're not supposed to be conducting any FBI business on personal email because those those records are supposed to be archived. Jim Comey, folks, listen to what I'm telling you. We find out yesterday the FBI director who's investigating Hillary Clinton for the use of personal email had a personal email too. Uh, Joe, <laughs> you were not a criminal investigator, correct? For no, the umpteenth I'm not, time. Dan. Let me ask you another question. I, and I do this to Joe to show to you a man who I uh, respect and adore, who has no criminal investigative background, could figure this out in a snap. Bingo. Joe, do you think it creates a conflict of interest if you were the FBI director and you had robbed a bank with someone and you're investigating the person you robbed the bank with? You think you might want to make that crime go away? Yes, I think so, Dan. Okay, thank you. Now, I'm not suggesting Jim Comey robbed the bank. It's a hyperbolic analogy to accentuate a point that some people are having a hard time grasping. Yep. Jim Comey was investigating Hillary for the use of private email for government business while using private email for government business. Maybe an incentive to say, hey, we better make this go away. Yeah. I'm next. <laughs> yeah, think. That was in the report. <laughs> Did you miss that? Oh, the nothing burger. Big nothing burger. <laughs> Liberals, your brains are nothing burgers. How did, did you miss that in the report? Comey's finished. He's finished. His credibility is shot. Here's another Comey gem in there. This is, this is so dumb. 
I'm having a tough time believing we placed the FBI uh, director position in this guy's hands. Comey admitted in an interview with the IG's team that he did not know at the time that Huma Abedin, Hillary Clinton's right-hand woman, he did not know that she was married to Anthony Weiner, where they found the Clinton emails on the laptops. You didn't know that? What? The, what you, dude, do you have a sound effect for me now? I don't even care what it is. Just play some drop. Oh, uh, crap. Thank, thank you. I'm sorry. I don't even care what it was. <laughs> it could be totally unrelated to the topic. I, are you like a crazy person? You didn't know? Are you the only person on the planet that was unaware that disgraced Congressman Anthony Weiner was married to Huma Abedin? That was in Mad Magazine. All you had to do was pick up In Touch or anything, any newspaper anywhere around the globe. You were unaware. You're the FBI director? Do you understand what either he's lying or he is, this is the dumbest statement I've ever heard from a man of his stature. Now, I don't know which of the two is true, if he's lying or if he's just dopey. But suggesting that, well, Joe, when we found Mrs. Clinton's emails on the Wiener laptop, we may have delayed it because, th- you, just so you understand what I think is happening right. here, right? We may have delayed the investigation because I didn't understand how serious it was because I didn't know Weiner was married to Huma Abedin, Hillary Clinton's right-hand woman. It, it defies credulity. I mean, what? You didn't know that? Nobody in the FBI thought to tell you that? Folks, you see what's going on here, right? Joe's married to Shana. Shana works for Hillary. Shayna's sending emails she sends to Hillary. She's backstopping them to Joe's uh, computer. The FBI finds Joe's computer and does nothing with it because someone at the FBI goes, oh, I just didn't know Joe was married to Shayna. Wait, what? (laughs) Comey's credibility is shot. It's shot on the email investigation. It's shot because he's either lying or he's dopey. Do you understand what Comey's going to look like on the stand? Oh, I'm, oh, man, I'm like so fired. I've never been more fired. I wanted to do this show last night, but I was afraid news was going to break this morning, and it did with Trump's North Lawn appearance, which I still haven't even gotten to. This would be like a five-hour <laughs> show today. Gosh. Comey, eventually, if Donald Trump is charged in an impeachment trial with obstruction of justice, Comey eventually is going to have to give some kind of a statement or be a witness, Joe, because the whole allegation against Donald Trump is that he fired the FBI director to cover up the Russia probe. The IG report entirely decimates Comey's credibility. Comey's going to be on the stand, Joe. Question number one, Mr. Comey. Um, you're claiming you were fired because uh, President Donald Trump was trying to uh, hide the Russia probe. Did the Russia probe stop? Um, no, it didn't. President Trump is claiming, Mr. Comey, that he fired you because of incompetence in the Clinton investigation. Is it true, Mr. Comey, you had a private email while you were investigating Hillary Clinton for a private email? Um, yes, it is. Done. Thank you. Case closed. 
Um, question number two, Mr. Comey. Do you read newspapers? Um, yes, I do. I'm James Comey, the smartest man on the planet. Just ask me. Uh, really? That's great. You were very well informed in this case. Uh, Mr. Comey, can you explain how you missed the fact that Huma Abedin is married to Anthony Weiner, despite seven million news articles on Google about their relationship? Um, <laughs> vomit on the stand. Verbal He's diarrhea. He's done. Comey's done. He's a witness in an obstruction trial who is entirely not credible. Now, it goes on. I'm not even finished. The report accuses him of rank insubordination. Let's go to impeachment trial. Question number three. Mr. Comey, are you a prosecutor for the United States government? No, sir, I'm not. I was the FBI director. Mr. Comey, why did you make prosecutorial decisions then? Well, I was trying to cover for that. No, no, Mr. Comey, that's not what we asked you. I'm looking at a report here from the Inspector General Michael Harwitz that clearly and conclusively makes the case that you were insubordinate. Can you explain to me why you usurped the duties of the Department of Justice and made a prosecutorial decision not in your purview or job description? Uh, uh Thank you. Case closed again. Comey's done. The whole obstruction case for firing Jim Comey is over. Now, I'm not suggesting psychopathic liberals won't continue to push it. I'm telling you Comey is no longer a credible witness thanks to this 530-plus page report. That was a supposed nothing burger, if you didn't read it. Man, I was frustrated yesterday, yeah. as you can tell. All right, I got more, but I, I, we do have to pay for the show. Hey, um, <laughs> so much to talk about today. Seriously, I could do a two-hour show. All right, today's show also brought to you by Beachbody On Demand. Hey, you trying to get in shape for the summer? I know a lot of us are. You know, some of you don't have time to get to the gym, and the most important complaint I hear is, you know, people don't know what to do, right? Well, Beachbody On Demand will solve that problem. Now, if you don't know Beachbody On Demand, you do. You just don't know. You know them. You've probably heard of some of their ridiculously good videos in the past. We used to use this one on the Secret Service. P90X, Insanity, 21 Day Fix, T25, uh, uh, Pio, Hip Hop Abs, Three Week Yoga Retreat, and more. It's an easy to use streaming service. It gives you instant access to a wide variety of super effective workouts you can do from the comfort of your living room 24-7. Get motivated by celebrity super trainers you know, like Sean T, Shailene Johnson, Tony Horton, and Autumn Calabrese. Best, they have the best programs out there, no question about it. Hundreds of effective workouts for all fitness levels. They have mixed martial arts workouts on there that I love. They, you know, a core to force is you want to get a, just a rock solid core for your Brazilian jiu jitsu. That one's uh, that one's pretty tough to get through. Ranging from bodybuilding to weight training to cardio, high intensity to yoga. They call it hit high intensity training to yoga and even dance workouts. Work out on your own time. Work out as short as ten minutes, and some of these workouts don't require any extra equipment at all. And the time it takes you to drive and park at the gym, you could be done working out. Access it anywhere, anytime. View it on your computer, your TV, your tablet, your smartphone, Roku, Apple TV, Chromecast, and more. Bing, 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 bing. Biggest support community out there. They have over 1 million people currently on Beachbody On Demand. These guys and ladies have been around forever. They know what they're doing. It's the best deal in fitness. And here's the thing. Listeners of the Dan Bongino Show, you can try it absolutely free. Absolutely. Start the program. Let's get in shape for the summer here. Right now, my listeners, you can get a special free trial membership. Get ready. When you text Dan B, D-A-N-B, Dan B, 
to 303030. That's 303030. You can get a special free trial membership when you text. It's real simple. Dan B. To 303030. That's 303030. You will get full access to this entire platform for free. All the workouts, and there, some of them are just, some of them will blow you away. But it depends. If you're ready to start in the beginning, you want to do some yoga, then you want to get the high intensity, do that. The nutrition information, the support, totally free. Again, text Dan B to 303030. Go check them out. We love Beachbody. Okay. More takeaways. So just wrap up where we were. Comey's done. Comey's finished. That case is out the window. The report was about the DOJ and the FBI's actions. The criticism of those actions were absolutely damning. Huber is now set up perfectly to investigate political bias in the Russia probe. How do we know that? Because it says it. We didn't have confidence that Stroke's decisions was free from bias on prioritizing the Russia probe. Liberal allegations. This doesn't say anything about political bias. Nonsense. They created the appearance that investigative decisions were impacted by bias. Or it, just read the report. All right, moving on. Page 89. If you're a listener to this show, Joe, this will be totally unsurprising to you because we talk on and off the air. If you're a listener to this show, this is not news to you. But for some people reading yesterday's report, this okay. was news. Page 89. Confirmed I have here in capital letters. Hillary Clinton emailed 13 people in the government from her private email account, Clinton.gov, not state.gov. Who was one of the people she emailed? Barack Obama. Ding, 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 ding. We only told you this uh, six months ago. Now confirmed in the report. Page 89, read the bottom. It's right there. Clear as day. Confirmed. Now, we had known this for a while. Now, it is an official government document used to evaluate the FBI and the DOJ's actions, not Hillary's. Why is this important? Because an investigator can now look at that. Again, I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm saying what could. I don't want to you know, sell anybody on uh, you know, unicorn dust and all this other right. stuff, right? You know, fairies are going to show up and all this other stuff. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just suggesting to you that this was put in there for a reason. Now the question becomes, as Andy McCarthy pointed out a while ago, if we can now confirm it that Hillary Clinton used her private email to email Barack Obama, now we know Barack Obama lied. His office lied. Lied. Not told mistruths or all these euphemisms Swamp rats in D.C. used to get around. Why do we know that? Because Barack Obama has already told multiple news outlets why he was in office, while he was in office, that he learned about Hillary's emails from the news reports. That is now officially BS. Why, again, does that matter in a report that's looking at the DOJ and FBI's actions, not Hillary's? Because the question now comes up to the Department of Justice that they can't avoid because it's in a formal investigative document. Did that possibly play into the decision to make the Hillary Clinton email investigation go away? In other words, Barack Obama would have been a witness? Was somebody in the Justice Department with obvious ties to Barack Obama, he appointed the managerial staff. Was someone reading that going, oh, crap, to replicate Joe's little uh, drop there? Was, Was somebody saying that in the Justice Department going, hey, guys, 
if Hillary's charged, do you understand Obama's going to be a witness? There are there are emails to Barack Obama from Hillary. He clearly knew she had a Clinton.gov email. He got the emails. Joe, am I making yeah. sense here? Barack Obama could have mm-hmm. been a witness. They were emailing each other during the campaign. Wait, what? Yeah, all in the supposed nothing burger report. The candidate on the Democrat side, Hillary Clinton, the leading candidate on the Democrat side, forget about all her prior associations. The political candidate on the Democrat side was emailing the President of the United States on an illegal, unauthorized server during the campaign. The president had previously stated that he had no information about a private server and he learned about it from the news. He was on the emails. Apparently, there are salutations there and others that indicate that he personally read them. Oh, Joe, don't worry. He's a big nothing burger. He, uh, uh, okay. Sure. Whatevs. Did you read it? That is explosive. It's now confirmed in the report. They can't avoid it now. What they do with it's another question. But let's not knock the report. We can knock the DOJ. Now, to be fair and again, give a, a, a balanced view on this. If the DOJ and the prosecution decides to do nothing with this, that is going to be a scathing Dan Bongino podcast show for the DOJ again sitting under butts and doing nothing. Are we clear? Don't think for a second I'm defending the Department of Justice here. This report is a scathing rebuke, Joe, of the Department scathing. of Justice. I'm just telling you, don't take it out on Horowitz. This was a fantastically well done, well put together, explosive report full of tier one level bombshells. If you read the report. And I'm not even done with it. This is the crazy part. I can't read 539 pay. I'm still doing my own book. I'm really, I'm only through like the big stuff that, let's say, friends have pointed out to me. Go to this page, go to that page, read this section. Okay, moving on. More explosive bombshells. There was a text from Lisa Page to Stroke. Two of the investigators, one investigator, one a lawyer in the case. There was a text where Page texts uh, Stroke, the FBI agent, and says, please tell me Trump won't be president. Amazingly, Stroke sends back a text. No will stop him that in and of itself that by the way that the first time we've heard that is yesterday in the report again the big nothing burger according to the libs will stop him ladies and gentlemen that's bad enough but that's actually not the worst part of this joe's looking at me like it isn't there's more yes there's more like an infomercial right that's not even the worst part the worst part is when that information was demanded by congressional investigators, the text exchanges, that text was deleted. The IG, whose report was supposedly a big nothing burger, he was the one who found it. Congress demanded the text exchanges. The text response, will stop him, was left out. Pages, please tell me Trump won't be president, was in there. But nobody had ever seen that text. I have another in show note in my show notes today, Bongino.com. Subscribe to my email list. I will email this stuff right to you. Another great piece by Chuck Ross. Short, sweet, and to the point. Daily Caller. 
pointing out that's the scandal. Bad yeah. enough, Joe, the lead investigator in the case in the CI division is saying, we'll stop Trump from becoming president. We'll stop him. That's what he was saying. That's bad enough. Compounding the debacle is whoever said that information over to Congress for review deleted that. Oh, boy. Don't you think for a second, for a second, that someone in Congress right now is not going, who the hell deleted that text? I want the records of who handled it. I want every fingerprint on that computer. I can't vouch for what's going to happen on the prosecutorial side. All I can tell you is Horowitz did a damn good job finding what Congress couldn't. And crapping on the report by saying it's a big nothing burger, I'm sorry, is ridiculous. Nobody'd seen that text till yesterday. Nobody will stop him. And it was deleted. Who deleted it? You think that's all going to go away? It will if the Democrats take over Congress and all the chairmanships change. But I'm telling you, even Gowdy, who I've been hard on, Gowdy came out yesterday on fire. Good for him. You know, we got to be fair on this show. It's, you know, I don't like to. Gowdy came out yesterday with Goodlatte on Brett Baer's show and just filleted the FBI. Good. Good for him. I'm not, you know, this is never personal to me. And I don't intend to make it so. Gowdy came out yesterday and, and with, they were in horror that this happened. Good. We need as many allies in this as possible. Here's another quote from the report. That their political motivation showed, quote, a willingness to take action to stop Trump. Wait, what? What, what did you just say? This was in the Washington Post, by the way. The IG's report showed that the DOJ and the FBI were, quote, willing to take action to stop Trump from becoming president. Folks, this is insane. That was in the report. Liberals are telling you is meaningless. But well, to them, it is, Joe, because they're police staters. They, that, that's what they wanted. They love weaponized government. So to them, of course, it was like, yeah, of course he was willing to take. That's what we do. We're police state tyrants. A willingness to take that action. That says intent. Yeah. Uh, Bingo. And you're not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer, right? Dan. Thank you. And it's, that's a very smart comment. Shows a lot of things. A willingness to take action. The most powerful law enforcement agency in the known universe was willing to take action to stop the Republican nominee from becoming president. Oh, don't worry, folks. Again, the report was nothing. Nothing to see here. Okay. Sure. Whatever. Another story in the show notes I'll put from National Review. We now know what, Joe, you and I confirmed on this show three years ago when I was mm-hmm. still in Maryland. I know we recorded it on a Sunday. Yeah. Hillary's emails were hacked into. We've only said this, what, oh, Joe, yeah, yeah. for three years? At least. Now, of course, because I say it and I'm a conservative, the news media gaffs it off, which is fine. You know, it's cool. You come here for the news. You get it first. If you're a listener to the show, you got it three years ago. Um, <laughs> I told you I had a source on this that was unimpeachable. I am now vindicated after being called the conspiracy theorist um, and every other bad name in the book. Um, of course, I don't expect apologies from liberal buffoons or any of these other goofballs, um, nor do I care. Uh, but I told you this. Yeah, I was in Maryland when it happened. Um, when I got the text, so it had to be three years ago, that Hillary's email system had been compromised. We don't know. I, from my source, it is the server. From my source, 
Now, to be clear, the IG report does not say the server. It says her email traffic was compromised and stolen by foreign actors. And there was, at a minimum, secret information that was stolen. That's what the report says. I owe you the facts. I'm telling you, secondarily from my sources, the server was hacked. I'm telling you, at a minimum, we now have from a confirmed government investigation, Hillary's classified email traffic on her private system were stolen by foreign actors. Period. There is no more denying it. Again, oh, there was nothing in there. No. Oh, my gosh. Did you read the darn thing? All right. Last one. And I want to move on to a, a, another topic because it's important. There's more. I'll get to more of this on Monday. But folks, there's probably 100 takeaways. I'm just giving you the most important ones. FBI personnel took handouts from the media, tickets to sporting events, and 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 chum took handouts from the media for in exchange like a quid pro quo for information. Wait, what? Again, this was in the Nothing Burger report that the FBI was being uh, it was in a quid pro quo relationship for leaks. What? Uh, all right. You know what? That one, you you chew on that cud yourself. That one speaks for itself. There's nothing I can add other than I, I can't. I, I was actually astonished by that one, too. Completely decimates, again, the credibility of Jim Comey's FBI. Jim Comey, I was above it all. Now, it doesn't allege Comey personally. It was Jim Comey's FBI. That's what being in charge uh, matters. You're supposed to be in charge, run an organization. They were taking uh, gifts and tickets and stuff. My gosh. Okay. Um, let me read this last one here. We got uh, our buddies at Filter Buy. And then I want Daniel Greenfield at Front Page Mag has one of the best pieces I have ever read in, I, I think, ever read since I've been in politics. It is up at my show notes today at Bongino.com. I'm going to cover this at the end of the show here, right after this. Trump's five rules for like political combat. It is the most persuasive explanation of Donald Trump, the disruptor I've ever seen. It's at my show notes at Bongino.com. If you're on my email list, you'll get it. I'm going to go into it in a second. All right. Uh, today's show also brought to you by Buddies at Filter By. I don't want to assume too much, but I suspect you have enough bills to pay already. I know I do. And I don't need more, neither do you. But that might be what you're headed for if you don't trust me on this. According to the Department of Energy themselves, the most expensive utility for most Americans is their electricity bill, making up roughly 9% of their annual housing expenditure. That's a lot. This number is aggravated, made a lot worse depending on where you live. Take Florida, where I live, for example, where in the summer your HVAC systems are going 24 hours a day. Adding insult to injury, this allergy season has been one of the worst, further straining your system. You can help lower this bill by making sure your system is running smoothly with a new set of air filters from my friends at FilterBuy. They are America's leading provider of HVAC filters for both homes and small businesses. I ask you to please consider these guys. They're a really good company. They've been with me for a long time. They carry over 600 different filter sizes. And if you're one of those difficult people, they can make custom filters just for you. They ship free within 24 hours, and if that isn't enough for you, they're manufactured right here in America, so there's no excuse. Set up auto delivery. Makes life easier. You don't have to worry about them anymore. Plus, you'll save 5%. Additionally, you can extend the life of your system. It's getting hotter outside. The last thing you need is a busted HVAC system on top of the allergies. Save time. Save money. Breathe better with FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. 
filterby.com. Tell them the Dan Bongino Show sent you. We always appreciate the referrals. Um, okay. All right, before I get to this, just quick. Uh, so this morning, Trump came out and did a North Lawn impromptu presser with Fox and Friends' Steve Ducey. It was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. No. Did you see this, Joe? You, no, no, you were probably in the car on the way home. I'm sitting here, and now, just as a former Secret Service agent, I've got to tell you that this is—I've never seen anything like this. The the South, the, the the White House complex is the OEOB, the North Grounds, the South Grounds, and the building, right? Uh, the, well, you consider the Treasury complex too, right? The South Grounds is where he takes off on Marine One. The North Grounds is where you see—they used to call it Pebble Beach. It's this area it used to be like rocks over there, where the press—you've seen the shot all the time. The White House is in the background, over their shoulder, and it's like it'll be Brett Baer or Kevin Cork or someone like that, and they'll do this shot at the White House. I have never in my life, during my five years of working at the White House, I've never even heard of a president that walked out to that Pebble Beach area, that North Grounds press area, and did a presser ever. Well, President Trump this morning, I'm watching it live like this is the craziest thing ever. The Secret Service was probably blown away. <laughs> like, wait, what is he going to do? I'll I, I tell you, folks, we're used to predictability at the White House. The president's going to do this. He's going to go to the skiff. He's going to go to uh, situ, you know, situation room. He's going to go back to the residence. And those movements are already choreographed. Agent one goes here. Agent two goes very. It's like a ballet. You'd be stunned at how many movements. Being a Secret Service agent is not doing bodyguard work. Okay. Anyone who tells you that is an idiot, doesn't know what they're doing. You have to keep in mind five, six, seven movements ahead. The president goes to the Rose Garden, say you're agent number three on the shift. You have to go here. If he goes here, you go there. It's tough to keep. It really is. It's hard to keep. You have to memorize everything because you can't whip out your book. And it says in this book what you're supposed to do, but you don't have time. So you have to keep in mind if this, then that, like almost like a computer program. I, I was watching this morning and I'm looking at the Secret Service guys. One of the guys, a friend of mine, and they're probably like, holy crap, what do we do now? Uh, they probably had to shut down the North Ground. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. He gave this speech, and I was, he's just, the guys, he, there was so much breaking news on it. I've never seen a president ever do that on the North Grounds. But Daniel Greenfield has this piece from Page Mag Trump's Five Rules. And I want to go through them quickly because that is just, as I said, the best analysis of Donald Trump I've seen since he's been running for office ever. Rule number one, Joe act. Don't react. Man, you are absolutely right. Trump's rule number one, the best defense, this is my kind of addition to it, is a good offense. I boxed forever. And one of the worst parts about boxing when you have a guy who's more skilled than you is having to deal with him kicking the crap out of you if you're trying to keep your arms up. Because when you're trying to keep your arms up, what's he doing? He's punching you in the ribs and the body. And then he hits you in the body and you drop your elbows down to cover your ribs and he slams you in the face. A lot of times when boxers jab you, if you've boxed, you know this, you jab a guy in the top of the forehead. Why would you do that, Joe? Because his head goes back and then you expose his chin and then you punch him right in the chin, which can knock him out. And it really hurts. Now, there's a thing in boxing called a puncher's chance. Why? Because a puncher's chance, in other words, a guy who punches, punches hard and really hurts, but may not have the, the, the boxing skill. In other words, they call it a puncher's chance because he may not be the most skilled boxer, but holy crikeys, his punches really hurt when he hits you. A puncher's chance is usually dramatically increased his chances of winning a fight if he goes on offense and just at some point nearly sprays and prays. As long as he doesn't leave himself open, just punch and punch and punch. Because when you're punching the other guy, he's not punching you. Trump has figured this out like no other politician I've ever seen. 
Whereas feather spined, weak kneed, swamp rat. I gotta be careful what I say because I can't stand these guys. Snowflake Republicans in the past have consistently waited for the media to attack them to react. Trump has flipped the script like Benicio Del Toro in Usual Suspects. They flip you. They flip you for real. He has flipped them entirely and has decided to go entirely on the offensive and make these people react to him. He forces other people to react rather than him reacting because you can't worry about your offense while you're getting punched in the nose rhetorically. You're worried about covering up. But I thought I was better than this guy. He's still punching. The media insisted they were the better boxers until Trump had this monster right hand and left hook. And now they're like, holy crap, this really hurts. Yeah, but he doesn't have a lot of skill. It still really hurts, Joe. Yeah. They're not used to it. The media is used to dictating the flow of the boxing match with their incredible boxing skills. In other words, their propaganda skills. That's what they do. They're in the media. That's what they do best. The media is a propaganda operation. They are totally left flat-footed by a guy who has decided he's just going to take over the uh, the uh, messaging himself. You are going to respond to him on Twitter and his pressers every day, just like he did at the North Lawn, and you're not going to dictate the flow of this because he's going to punch first. And now you're like, well, uh, what do we do now? The answer is you cover up because there's more coming. Because you don't know what's going to happen next. So hat tip Daniel Greenfield, rule number one, act, don't react. Amen. He has absolutely embraced that. Trump's rule number two, try everything. Try everything. Now, you may say, ah, what do you mean by that? Well, having run for office myself multiple times and knowing a lot of people who have, I can tell you in the political space, consultants and just about everyone else who chews your ear off will tell you, don't do that. You could fail. Don't do that. You could fail. Don't do that. You could fail. It'd be politically embarrassing. He doesn't care. Don't talk to North Korea. You could fail. That's fine. We may win. Tariffs. Again, I'm not a fan, but don't do tariffs. They're economically damaging. Well, we may get a better deal in the end. He's not. Do you understand? He doesn't care about the political fallout. He doesn't care. His staff may care. His team may care. Trump clearly, based on his actions and what he's actually done, Joe, doesn't care. He is willing to try everything. Things other people have not been willing to do in the past. And it's left. Now, these all tie together from this point out. His willingness to try everything flows nicely into Trump's rule number three. Chaos is power. Amen, Daniel Greenfield. Chaos is power. Trump's willingness to try things no swamp rat politician in the past would dare even touch has created systemic chaos in the swamp. Because chaos is unpredictable. Nobody knows how to respond. And if you don't know how to respond, Joe, and you're in the boxing match to continue with this analogy, how do you prepare a game plan? In other words, I get in the ring with Joe. Joe's a skilled boxer. He's got 10, I watch uh, 10 bouts under his belt. I watch video. Joe does this. He likes to lead. He likes this uh, this left Joe Frazier hook. Uh, you know, well, Joe is a lefty, but uh, to the body. Then he likes to come in the over-the-top right hand like Chuck Liddell afterwards. So here's how we're going to respond to that. 
Then you get a Clay Guida type from the UFC who comes out like a maniac every fight. Nobody knows what the hell he's going to do. Flying knees, spin around, capoeira. Clay Guida, have you ever watched Clay Guida fight? He's totally unpredictable. There's no way for you to plan. How do we plan for Guida? I don't know. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, really. So by trying everything, trying things that have never been tried, that are unexpected. Why? Because no politician has tried everything before because they've been persuaded by political people. Don't try that. You could fail. Don't reach out to the North Koreans. It could look bad. Trump doesn't care. He's like, that's yeah, okay. We'll try it. I'm, I'm, no, I'm good, guys. Thanks for the advice. I'm going to give this guy a ring. Tariffs were the same thing. It's been Republican conservative orthodoxy that tariffs are a bad thing. Like I said, I, I'm not a fan of tariffs. But he has said these trade deals suck for us. We're just going to try it. We'll see where the chips fall. Nobody knows how to respond because nobody was prepared for it. Like, wait, what? Oh, he ran on that in a campaign. He ran on a lot of things. The guy is unpredictable. And his sense of chaos is his power. Brilliant. Brilliant. The Guinness guy. Brilliant. Rule number four, which flows nicely from rule number three. Never show your hand. Trump doesn't show his hand because of rule number three. Chaos is power and chaos is unpredictable. If you're unpredictable, there's no hand to respond to. Well, we can predict this is what he's going to say on tariffs and taxes. How did we know that? Because every Republican in the past ran on a swamp agenda put together by swamp consultants that led to predictability on the Democrat side. Well, this is what they're going to do, Joe. They've done this forever. This is what the Republicans told them to do, the consultants. Mm -hmm. And therefore, here's how we're going to respond using our media propagandists. We're going to respond on Social Security by saying they're throwing grandma over the cliff. We're going to respond on taxes by saying they're in it for the rich. We're going to respond on foreign policy by saying they're warmongers. Wait. You did say Trump was a warmonger when he called yeah. uh, Kim little rocket man. But what problem did that create? Trump was so unpredictable, Joe, they never expected him to then follow up with a reach out to Kim on this summit. And now they're in a pickle. Why, Joe? Because two, three months right. ago, you called him a warmonger. Now he's shaking his hand in, in, in uh, some kind of a peace summit. What do you say now? Uh-oh, we just called him a warmonger. How do we make, what are we going to lobby against ourselves? Never show your hand. Chaos is power. Try everything. Finally, rule number five. Don't be afraid to be the bad guy. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, you're up in Canada. You're talking to semi-socialist Justin Trudeau. Listen, I love the Canadians. I love Canada. I've been here. It's a beautiful country. They're great, wonderful people with a nice, flourishing economy. But that does not make everything the Canadians do in Americans' best interests. It doesn't. And there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I like Justin Trudeau. He's a nice guy, whatever it may be. And we mm -hmm. love the Canadians. But I'm sorry, a 270% tariff on our dairy products is not in the Americans' interest. And I have no problem saying that. <gasps> in the past, you can't say that. Canadians are our pals. Fine, they may be. God forbid there was World War III. They'll probably be our best allies. But that doesn't mean everything they do makes them the, uh, uh, you know, puts them on the right side of right. U.S. history. Trump has no fear of being the bad guy. Nah, those tariffs are no good. Sorry, 
Trudeau. We're not going to, I appreciate our relationship and stuff, but you got to fix that. That was verboten in the past. Oh, you can't do that. You might offend them. Well, I assure you, a 270% tariff on dairy offends our dairy farmers too. Now, to be fair, we tariff some of their stuff as well. But that if Trump, as he professed, is willing to go to free and non-subsidy free trade, great, we win. But he's not afraid to be the heel. There's nothing wrong with that. Enough playing nice. We've done that for too long. All right, folks, that was a stacked show full of information. Man, I I think that was one of our most important shows we've done since uh, 628. I promise you I will continue digging through this. We'll be back on Monday with more info. But please, I'm imploring you as a friend and as a fellow consumer of conservative content elsewhere before I bring it to you. That report was absolutely damning. Please do not fall into the trap of this thing was a nothing burger. That is nonsense. We'll see what happens from this point on. But there were, there's more. I'll just leave it at that. I'll bring more to you on Monday. Thanks again for tuning in, folks. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, or you can click the follow button on iHeartRadio. Follow us on SoundCloud. It really helps us with the show. Thanks a lot. See you on Monday. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.